0: and welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. I'm up here on the roof. Can anybody see me? Can everybody hear me? Wonderful. Today is December 20th, 2020. It's the last Sunday before we celebrate Christmas. Um, As far as, and I'm glad everybody's joining us. I'm glad those of you that are listening at home on the podcast, thank you. Continue to share with your friends and family. Those of you that are here, Welcome. It's good to see some of your masked-up faces and some of your smiling faces. The ones in cars listening on 88.3. Now, I got a couple announcements. One of them is you'll find out more about um, Peace USA's Christmas Joy offerings. You'll find there's a full pamphlet you can read later, and uh, the Christmas Joy envelope is in there. Uh, another one is Corey and Sam have have put these together they're candles and they're at each station one per family and if there's leftovers deacons swing by at the end of the service and make sure we we bring them to the families that are you know not feeling as safe and not feeling as comfortable um but thank you very much sam and corey you know how i love free stuff and i love candles are awesome right Oh, that Erlinda honking reminded me. Everybody take a good whiff. Smell your... uh, What do you smell? Is it Christmas? I think it is. I think it's it's vanilla. And so the worship team has said, we want to experience the coming of our Lord Jesus the Christ in every sense we can. And so we handed out Christmas bells. We handed out... What's another thing? We ornaments. We mailed out the ornaments, and then we've we've made the first one. I thought smelled like pine. This one smells like vanilla. This one's a little better. I think I'm 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 in favor of this one. I vote yes on vanilla. Uh, Christmas Eve services at three o'clock. There will be a drive-in worship service, much like you're at right now, if you're here. So make sure you come out for that that's going to be excellent there's going to be some recorded traditional hymns and uh christmas carols we'll sing some christmas carols Whoop! We'll, is that a fox that's a coyote right there a coyote coming to worship all right round of, somebody wanted a round of applause for coyotes i guess i don't know i'm glad my cat's not here a cat would not like that mittens stay away Um, What was I saying? Oh, Christmas Eve, 3 o'clock. Show up here. Griffith's family will be over there in the Advent. We'll be lighting the Advent, the Christ candle. It'll be fun. I'm really excited about it. And then at 7, we're going to put cones on these things. And there's no drive-in. There's no antenna. And we'll light up this little metal frame with some Christmas lights. There'll be a a table right where Van Doren is parked right now. Uh, We'll have have the Christmas tea lit up and the Advent candle lit up. And we'll sing some Christmas carols kind of spread out throughout this parking lot. We'll have metal chairs available to pull them off that rack if you'd like to sit. But if not, just stand around. We're going to sing a couple Christmas carols. Read the Christmas story. I'll say a few words. And then uh, we'll sing Silent Night and hang out and drink hot cocoa. And so um, make sure you come out to that. It's gonna, I think I'm excited about it. It's going to be fun. You have some candle lights. Uh, what else? Oh, and Palm Harvest is going to be joining us. I think I buried the lead on that one. My buddy Mike Decker, I've been friends with him for like 15 years. Let's pause right now and pray for that amulet. God, I just lift up whoever that amulet is going to help. And all God's people said, amen. We have uh, Patty Ernst this morning is going to give us our Christmas, our family. What is this thing? Christmas traditions of the past. Patty, you ready? I'm ready. All right, hit it.
1: I wanted to say a little bit about our church music, our covenant choir in particular, because music has been a part of the worship of Presbyterian Church of the Covenant for, I guess, the entire 60 years of the existence of this church, beginning at the fairgrounds. Um, at the fairgrounds, um, music started. We had a, a, a cherub choir that was kindergarten through third grade, and Nora Anderson uh, was in charge of that for 10 years. We had Joyful Sound that was fourth grade through sixth grade, and Virginia Curley uh, had p- charge of that with Sandy Madsen sitting shotgun in the back, she said, for crowd control. and. The youth choir, 7th uh, grade through high school, was lively set. Chris Strutt had that group. It was a traveling group. They sang in San Francisco at Ghirardelli Square. They sang on the beach at Tahoe. And, and um, they sang around uh, different places in Southern California. Of course, at, at our church also. And we had the Early Bird Chorus, which was college and career. And, of course, we had the Covenant Choir. Uh, Virginia Kidder... Was uh, began the Covenant Choir, and her daughter, Vicky, and uh, a friend, Catherine um, Collins Lowe, took turns accompanying on the piano. Well, to show you how times have changed, the choir, as they processed into the choir loft, at, this was at the fairgrounds, they had to pass over an air grate. And more than one of the ladies, in their proper Sunday attire, lost a shoe because their heel came stuck in the wire grate. Well, we certainly don't have that at Covenant Choir. For one thing, our facilities manager would never allow a a wire grate on the floor. And for another thing, who wears high heels to church anymore? And the choir was more than happy to move into the facilities here on Fairview. And they continued the, the ministry of music. In um, 19, oh, I don't know, 1998, sometime around there, Pastor Tim McCallant, McCalmont thought that we could expand, just go kind of going and uh, add another dimension to our choir. So he asked one of our choir members if she would start a praise band. Now, that was a pretty radical step for Presbyterian Church of the Covenant in the late 90s. That was a really radical step. So Judy M. recruited a fellow choir member, Scotty Ewan, and the children and youth directors, uh, Leanne and Kevin Stroman, we had a praise band. Uh, Kevin Stroman played the guitar. Scotty played the bongo drums. And uh, Judy led the, the group as they sang. So... and. When you see Scotty, Scotty is still here, but Scotty has graduated from the bongos to the guitar. So, so say a thank you to Scotty. And, of course, now we have our wonderful Danny Faisenfeld uh, le- uh, leading our worship band. Um, the PCC choir has always been blessed with choir directors who have a sincere love for our Lord and a real commitment to demonstrate that love through music. Remember, music was a huge part of worship in the Bible. I didn't have the privilege of knowing all of those choir directors, but I do remember our beloved Tony Brocious. Tony worked diligently, not only to hone our vocal skills, but she also taught us to be prayer warriors for our Lord. We had people, even from other churches, who would come into our choir just for us to pray for them and lay on hands and that was just uh, a wonderful experience and a wonderful teaching experience for all of us um, upon tony's passing in 2012 she bequeathed us with uh, her um she bequeathed us with her fellow prayer warrior and our choir accompanist and church organist, Cornel Radolescu. He continues to guide and direct our choir and help direct the music here at our church. You're going to be hearing more about the Covenant Choir history um, in January of 2021. Needless to say, as a choir member, we are all very anxious to get back to our Thursday evening rehearsals and our Sunday performances. We miss them a lot, so if you love to sing praises to our Lord, just stand by because the PC, PCC choir is gonna be back. Thank you.
0: Good morning. My name is Troy Wathan, and I have been attending Presbyterian Church of the Covenant for about two years since I married my beautiful wife here. I'll let her introduce herself.
2: Hi, my name is Pachi, and. Been here for two years, just like Troy said. Um, it's so exciting to do the, love, the light of love because it's amazing how God can give us a second chance in life. And not just that, right? We all know here, third and fourth and goes on and on because he's a God of love. Jesus said, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. John fifteen thirteen. He also said, for God so loved the world that he gave his own and only son, John three sixteen. God loved us greatly in the truest sense of the world. He sent Jesus to lay down his life for each one of us. Oh, this is a hard word. Simultaneously <laughs> loving us to the fullest and labeling us as friends of God.
0: We light this candle, the candle of love, as a sign of the coming light of Christ, as the Lord has promised in the days to come. The Lord will give you a sign, look, the young woman is with child, she shall bear a son and name him Emmanuel, God is with us. Let us worship Jesus Emmanuel, God with us, as we sing angels from the realms of glory you
3: some great news, a fantastic announcement. I'm so excited. I can't wait to tell you, but I'm going to wait just a minute. You might notice I have my bulletin here and the church also has a covenant call. And this helps the church to announce important things. What do you think you would do if you had special news and wanted to tell someone? Maybe you got a good grade or something special happened in an event or sport you were doing you would want to share that news. Well, people have been sharing important announcements for a long time, pretty much forever, really. People used to go shout things out really loudly and roam around the street yelling announcements. Or sometimes they would take a big piece of paper and nail things to sort of a bulletin board announcement wall. These days, you see things written in newspapers or brochures to spread the word about things. Television and radio shows are also a method of sharing news and making things known. And even more so in recent years, you see announcements more commonly on the internet or social media. People are eager to share things in the fastest and most efficient way possible. So how do you think God made announcements? He speaks to us through his word, the Bible. And in the Bible, we see examples of him announcing important and exciting, and sometimes not so wonderful things to people. Sometimes he did this through prophets who spoke his words. A lot of times he did it through dreams and through angels. As we are approaching Christmas, we hear about the coming of Jesus, and we actually see angels a few times connected to this story. One of them came to Joseph, who was to act as the earthly father of Jesus. This messenger angel announced to Joseph that Mary was going to have the world's most special and important baby ever. Joseph was a little nervous, as people often are around angels, but I'll bet, The angel was so excited to get to share the great news with him. He told Joseph that the baby would have a special name and that he would save people from sins. That's a lot of big news to share. So Joseph followed through and helped bring up God's son as his own. Do you know what is awesome? We get to share in receiving that good news and it gets even better. Not only do we hear the angel's promise and know it came true, we have the rest of the story. So my exciting news is that Jesus was born, but that's not all. He was born for all of us and he is with us now. He died for us and he rose again and someday he will come back. We can rejoice in that knowledge and understanding. But if we have such great news, we can't just keep it to ourselves, can we? God wants us to spread that gospel message. So when you hear about something exciting, it should make you eager to tell others as well so we get to be messengers of God's good news. And we should live in a way that makes others know we have something special. We can share the gospel with our words, but we should also share it by demonstrating love and care for one another. When people notice that, they'll want to know more about God's love and they'll be delighted to hear our announcement too. Pray with me. Dear God, thank you for this day and for our time together and be with us as we celebrate your birthday back in children's. We pray this all in your precious name, amen. At this time, children and youth are dismissed.
4: A voice is crying out in the wilderness Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Trusting in God's grace, let us confess our sin. O Lord our God, you call us to proclaim the gospel, but we remain silent in the presence of evil. You call us to be reconciled to you and one another, but we are content to live in separation. You call us to seek the good of all, but we fail to resist the powers of oppression. You call us to fight pretensions and injustice, but we sit idly by, endangering the lives of people far and near. Forgive us, O Lord, reconcile us to you by the power of your Spirit, and give us the courage and strength to be reconciled to others. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior, Amen. Every valley is lifted up, every mountain made low. Now the glory of the Lord is revealed for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Amen.
5: Good morning. Okay. uh, I have the occasion to conduct retroactively. Uh, from last year's. Through the great help of uh, Philip, who was able to get all these difficult things with recordings and put them together, let's give him a loud applause for all the work he does. Yeah. When Jesus was born, there was a big announcement done by the angels. They said, um after the uh, you know the one angel announced to the um, to the uh, uh, shepherds that Jesus was born then a uh, big host of angels came and was they were praising the Lord and uh, they were singing i imagine and uh, the bible says that you know the word of god says uh, like this glory to god in the highest they were saying and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Um, later on in Jesus' life's uh, ministry, when he taught the uh, disciples how to pray, two lines are saying, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, our song, our first song for today, is reflecting exactly exactly what Jesus said. Your will be done. Was the heaven celebrating through the angels? Yes, it did. Are we celebrating today? Yes, we do. What do the bells represent? They are the bells of celebration, of Jesus Christ coming into our world to save us. That's why, inspired by these words, the creator of this carol put out this nice music to which we're going to listen, Ding Dong, on High. about some help from the airplanes don't you hear them kind of booming around okay now uh, we wanted to provide a little bit of a contrast and the second piece was chosen to reflect our other part of the music ministry which is the children on the second verse of the next song you're gonna hear the children as well the song we're about to hear is called Still, Still, Still. For the German-speaking people, still, still, still. And um, um, it's a tradition in an Austro-German world, in which uh, I was part of that for partially, um, in which uh, the Christmas tree is usually set up around two days before Christmas Day. And children are sent to bed uh, on um, December 24, Christmas Eve, early, in anticipation of the big day in which uh, Santa comes overnight and brings their gifts uh, to the chimney. So the children, uh, that's something that will entice them to go to bed, because the um, Christmas day is a big day in which the uh, gifts are uh, unwrapped and all these things. All right. This song reflects um, this kind of a um, lullaby of children going to sleep as originally was, talking about the lullaby for Jesus, that he was born and he was... Do I hear it anymore? You're still there. I'm still there. Okay, I couldn't hear. And reflects that, you know, the night in which Jesus was born, like all of us, and, uh, and it's a song that brings a lot of peace. when We remember as parents as we prayed over our children when they go to sleep. And uh, this image is the image that, uh, the image of tranquility is an image that these songs want to portray. Uh, I just wanted to let you know, I, I pre- you probably figured this out, but I just want to emphasize that the words for all the music that the choir performs Um, you'll find them in in the order of service in the bulletin.
0: Kind of a low blow there, Cornell uh, i can hear Elsie singing and uh I'll be honest with you, this is probably um really close to Easter um, that breaking my heart that we can't gather together without masks and hug each other and um Because this year, or last year, I didn't know anything about... Everybody kept saying, the Christmas concert. The Christmas concert. I was like, yeah, I get it, I get it. It's kind of a big deal. But then 170 people show up, and Cornell rips the roof off with the the choir. And uh, I was blown away last year. And a round of applause for Cornell, just (laughs) because... I'll be honest, I kind of don't like them right now because I just heard my daughter's voice. I'm having a hard time just holding it together. Um, I miss you guys so much. And, uh, ah, man. Okay, let's see if I can pull it together long enough to say something about God and Jesus and stuff. Uh, this is Advent, um, which is actually uh, uh, the arrival. Uh, we we celebrate and we um, we rejoice in the truth that our king arrived a couple thousand years ago for the first time in the form of a baby. And uh, this this morning we're going to zoom in on his mom. And um, this is also, like Pachi and Troy said, this is the, the theme of love. And um, no greater love has been shown than God sending his one and only son wrapped in skin um, God in the flesh and first showing up as a, a little baby um, our text for this morning is Luke chapter 1 and I'm going to start in verse 26 and verse and end in verse 38 um, before I do so I'd like to confess also, I'm full of confessions this morning I guess, Uh, I underrate Mary. You know, I grew up as a a Protestant Christian and um, I was always, I think, not as appreciative as I ought to have been. And as I was preparing for this sermon, I was once again hit with the, the truth. You have to be a pretty amazing woman to give birth to God. Um, I think we shy away from it because the Catholic faith tends to pin the needle the other way and make too big of a deal of Mary. But I would all, I would just venture to just challenge us this morning to wipe away all that and see this teenage little girl, like pretty basically a, a young girl, um, approached by an angel. Let's read from God's Word. It's, like I said, Luke chapter 1. I'm going to start in verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you will name him Yesu, Yeshua, Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the Son of the Most High and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. Your your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who is said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. First, it's a small town scene. I, who, who here was raised in a small town? Raise your hand or honk your horn. Beep. Oh, a couple of us. Yeah. Beep. <laughs> That's kind of fun. Uh, off the map, off the grid. This teenage girl is, is visited by an angel. Angel shows up. First thing, greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. And Mary, it says in the text Luke records, Mary's perplexed. What does that mean? <laughs> what is that like let's picture you're in your 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 your, your bedroom and you know, or you're, you're in your living room or you're in wherever. I don't know, you're at the mall. And an angel shows up and says, The Lord is with you. I would that's exactly what I would say. I love I like how honest and how real Mary is. And then Gabriel he says, don't be afraid. what is the reverse of that? That means whenever angels show up everybody's afraid right we've already talked about this so, do you remember do you remember uh, anyway uh, we were in the men's Bible study called daytimers. I think I've mentioned yeah I did it was when the angels show, anyway we were studying when the angels showed up to the shepherds out in the middle of the field and the angels say don't be afraid. And I asked the Bible study what why do you think he says that? And it was uh Dustin. Man, I miss Dusty. Dusty. Dusty Slaybaugh says maybe he looks like maybe the angels look like Pennywise. <laughs> anyway, that's nothing could be further from the truth. Anyway, but I still love that I I, I just love that idea of why are these angels so scary? Why do they feel Everyone who sees them with awe. Remember that. This angel shows up and like everyone, Mary is afraid. And angel says, Don't be afraid. And he calls her by name. Mary. Pause for a second and realize. That the God who made you knows your name. The God who made you wants to meet you right here, right now. He wants to talk to you and tell you some things about his plan, about yourself. and about how much he loves you. And then Gabriel tells Mary the plan. This is the gospel plan. This is if you just if you take this text right here, that's the gospel message of the whole of history. God's purpose in all of this. And it's going to come down to you, Mary. That's what he zooms in. And he says, okay, first, you're going to conceive. You've already conceived. You're going to give birth. And then you're going to name your baby Yeshua. Or the Greek version of it, which is Yesu. Which is what? Who's Joshua in the Old Testament? He's the rescuer. He's, the, he's he's the Messiah he's the one who brings the the, 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 the the people of God into the promised land into Israel Jerusalem and then how is he going to rescue how is This Messiah, how is this baby of Mary's going to rescue? He will be great. Think of the biggest problem in your life right now: is it bigger than the ocean? The answer is probably no. Because although we have big, big problems, the ocean is mighty big, right? Uh, Can somebody nod your head? How about Ian? Uh, Good job, good job. He even raised his hand and, hey, I think you gave me the Star Trek. I think that was from uh, a couple weeks ago. You were listening to my sermon. Who made the ocean? God, He will be great. He will be so great, He will swallow up every problem, every pain, every misery, all those times when we're broken in half, that moment right now when my heart is just broken for the truth, like the fact that we can't gather together and hug each other this Christmas. He's going to he's, he's be great enough for all of it. He will be called son of the most high. And he'll sit. What does seated mean? It means the work's done. Gabriel's fast forwarding through the life and ministry of Jesus, fast forwarding through the cross to after the resurrection, when Jesus stands up, says, okay, I'll I'll take everybody's sins, and put them on my back, I'll pay for them, and I'll go to the grave, and I'll conquer death. He comes back up, says, hey, I'm going to come back, and that's going to be our second arrival, but until I do, I'm going to sit down on this throne, and the Holy Spirit will be unleashed on this earth. And the work has already been done. And then he adds the words, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Looked at that in the Greek. That's, there's no temporal end, there's no spatial end. It's eternal in all directions. There will be no end to his reign. There will be no end to the kingdom of God. Then Mary <laughs> raises her hand. Hey, Gabe, I got a problem here. I got a situation. I got something I want to talk about. Remember, you said the first part of the plan. I got a problem. I I can't conceive because I I haven't really you know. This is a this is a PG sermon, so I'm not gonna you know. You guys can, if you're younger and you don't understand, yeah, virgin and pregnant and that stuff. Talk about that with your parents. But Mary says, "I, I, this is that's not that's not possible. The plan has a problem right at the beginning. I'm, I can't, I have, you know, well, I'm not even married yet, I can't be a part of this plan." What's Gabriel's answer? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, the power from on high. And then he goes back to the... And he comes up with a a second answer, but he tells... He throws a little side truth in there first. But I'll come back to that, his second answer. But his first answer, how does Mary going to, how is God going to go through this plan, accomplish this plan with this Virgin Mary? The Holy Spirit is the answer. That's the application right here. A, I've just kind of been doing applications all throughout, right? God is wants to meet you here this morning and He knows your name. Here's another little application. Think of that big problem that is smaller than the ocean and smaller than God and God can handle it? How is God going to accomplish victory? Doesn't matter the problem. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is each in every one of us. I've kind of been camping out on this a lot because it's in the text a lot. We're reading this a lot because we, I think we're not getting it and we need to. Holy Spirit. Remember a couple weeks ago I preached about how you guys are charismatic. And I think some people probably left the church over that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, right there. Because we have the gifts, charismata, that's the gifts of the Spirit. We're all, the Holy Spirit cruises through us. Whether we wanted to or not, once you say yes to Jesus being Lord of your life, the Holy Spirit shows up and starts changing you from the inside out like only the Holy Spirit can. And he starts moving and calling you and doing things through you. It's the same with Mary. Gabe says, you don't, don't think about that. Holy Spirit's going to handle that part of it. And then he goes to the important, back to the important truth. Oh, by the way, reminder, I just said this, but he's going to be holy. What does holy mean? flawless blameless he's going to be holy like holy of holies where the chief priest would go into into the very presence of God once a year on the day of atonement which just passed us back in October and they've been celebrating for thousands and thousands of years of the same thing as heavenly father that's what your baby's going to be Set apart one. Spotless Lamb. Second Adam. One that is tempted but walks straight through the temptation as holy and untouchable. And he's going to be son of God. Uyas. Ho theos. He's going to share the same last name as Yahweh. And then before he gives us the answer, the second answer to how this plan is going to be happening through Mary, who's a virgin, he says, you're not going to be alone either. You're not going to be alone in your pregnancy. This reminds me, uh, I don't remember the year. I'm terrible with years. It was, one the, it, was, it was the year we moved back to California the first or second time. I don't know. I was working at St. Andrews and... Um, I gotta tell you the whole thing, cause you guys don't know you don't know me very much, okay? I, well, you do, but you you don't also. I gotta tell you all kinds of stuff. But uh, Malia, walk eyes to me and say you could tell this. Yes, you say yes. Okay, good job. Okay, we were doing ministry in Jersey when we had our first son, and my bride happens to be a Cadillac in every area, but one in I think it's three hundred thousand. 200,000, I don't know how many thousand, of births. Some people have a birth canal that's not shaped like normal birth canals. So my wife is a Cadillac in that also. So giving birth to my son, she could not walk for eight months afterwards. It's called pubic synthesis. It tears this tendon, tendon down there. And she was in a wheelchair, so I was carrying the baby back and forth. I was carrying Zeke around, putting. I was. I was extra dad, you know. I was super dad, but we did not want to have a second child because it meant she wasn't going to walk for a year, you know, or so. And so, fast forward. So that's Jersey. Then we go to Texas. Then we move back to California. Remember, it was 2015. That's when I remember. It It was November 15th. 2015, November 5th, 2005. It was something. Remember those fires? Do you remember those fires? Anybody remember? There's a fire. There's a fire season, and her parents were living in Highland at the time. And so we're driving from Newport Beach. I was working at St. Andrews, and we were driving in our Jetta uh, up to Highland to hang out with her parents. And on the way back, we come around that corner with the 91, uh, right where the 241 is. Does anybody know where that is? Green River Golf Course. Somebody had set a fire right there. And all all of the traffic was bottlenecking over to the fast lane. We were in the, there's two of those fast track lanes. We were in the closest to the fast lane of those two lanes. It's getting really confusing. I almost need a diagram. Is everybody following? Okay, cool. We're cruising, but we're cruising not very fast because there's a fire. The Suburban hops over those cones and hits uh, the front of our Jetta. My wife, led by the Spirit, I'm convinced, flinched and pulled her feet right up onto the chair. Otherwise, she would have probably lost both of her legs. The engine was in her, basically where her legs were, The suburban, the the, I held the car straight. At that time, Zeke was in the back seat. All the airbags went off. Every window exploded. There was the a roar, a constant, a huge roar, because there were the fire actually ended up hopping over all ten lanes of the 91 freeway at that point and going up into Anaheim Hills and Villa Park. We were in that lane. My wife leans over to me and says, start the car. I try, and it's kind of stupid because there's, there's engines right there. I'm like, it's not working, honey. It's not working. Anyway, we get out of the car. Zeke, three at this time, I think, he's got his, he's like saying, fire, fire, fire. He had nightmares for a, a little bit. We end up hopping out. I flag down. I stand in the other lane. I stopped this uh, Toyota Corolla. We get in the back of that thing. All this to say, very traumatic day in the Griffith's house when this fire happens. All this to say, she was late that next month. And we were like, huh, I wonder if we're going to have another kid. But then everything worked out. But at that time, Maddie was pregnant with her first. This is all coming back to the text right now. You with me, Kathy? Did you hang in through that whole thing? I remember the day. I remember the day. I remember where I was. I remember I was driving with my wife. And she said, my sister's pregnant. I think we're supposed to have another kid because we want to be pregnant together. I want to be pregnant with my sister. I want to have a kid with my sister. I think that's why God threw this little curveball in this little text right here. I honestly think that's the God that we worship. This teenage girl being met by this angel in this small town. And he's given all this huge news But he pauses and says, You're not going to be alone. Your cousin, your cousin's going to be pregnant too. And he wraps that into the second answer to how this is going to happen. With the huge truth there's absolutely nothing that's impossible when God is involved. Nothing. Nothing's off the table. I saw Charlotte Dumont start clapping. Because nothing. Nothing. That's cancer. Healing cancer. That's not off the table. Nothing is impossible with God. And then Mary follows it up with the best answer I you could possibly give. And I love it when people I love it when people quote the Old Testament to give the best answers, right? Who is she quoting? she's quoting Isaiah in chapter 6 verse 8 she says i don't I don't know every one of the answers but I tell you one thing here am I send me put me in coach yes lord I don't even care about the question let's pray Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful Spirit, I pray that you met some of us this morning and you told us some stuff about ourselves, about your plan, and about how much you love us. I pray that you would pour out your Spirit afresh upon us. Remind us of that truth that there's absolutely nothing that is impossible when you're involved. And I pray that as we celebrate Christmas different this year, that you would meet us differently. Be our king. And all God's people said, Amen. $8,900 was given. And once again, I want to say, I'm grateful to God that you, uh, for placing me at this particular outpost with you particular people. I get you, you get me. I love that part of this. And uh, so now this morning's tithes and offerings are now received. If you're listening at home, podcast, send them to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And if you're here, you can leave the at a station on your way uh, exiting. And I praise God for you. Um, tithes and offerings are now received.
5: The song uh, that we're gonna hear next, it's, um, well, I have to say, it's a continuation, I didn't know this, of Pastor Jason's uh, sermon that we just heard. Uh, when I, uh, did these arrangements about 20 years ago, Um, I was really guided by the text of it. And uh, the first verse, it's talking about the light coming into a dark world. In particular, it came as a promise into a dark world that it was Israel back then. They were waiting for the light and for the savior. And that was given the theme of light was given to uh, uh, to women chorus and the one soloist. Uh, the first verse, uh, the second verse, is talking about um, Jesus coming for the rest of the world as well, because Magi came as uh, people that were not part of Israel from uh, uh, farther away from that area, and there were people that were good in uh, you know searching stars and stuff star like this. They were led by the star. And they knew that a king w- is going to be born. Uh, their shock was that the king was a baby born into a manger. Nevertheless, they trusted what they saw and they humbly um, uh, worshipped him. And um, in, my, in the music I arranged, I gave this to the man to remember that as Jesus came into a humble condition, as powerful as he was and it is. is. It is for us to come before him in humbleness as well. The third verse is talking about the nature of God, Mm. which is uh, first and foremost love. But there is also a God of justice. And these two go very well together in God's personhood. Um, This is talking about not only the Jewish people, not only the whole earth, but the whole universe, the heaven, praising Him because His power and glory is, um, the words say, evermore proclaim. He's asking us to proclaim His name, to praise His name, uh, his name because He is the Lord.
6: Thank you.
7: For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Let us lift our prayers up to our one true Mighty God. Heavenly Father, 2,000 years ago, Jesus entered our world On Christmas as the Prince of Peace as we continue to prepare our hearts to receive Jesus as a baby in a manger and as we continue to prepare our hearts for when he will come again in glory fill us with a deep and abiding peace this Advent season is alike unlike any other we have experienced remind us to share your peace with everyone we encounter. Father, we pray for our world and for those who need a fresh touch from you. For our brothers and sisters in Christ around the globe, worshiping you at great risk of persecution, we pray for your hand of protection, increase their faith and bless their ministries. Lord Jesus, we pray for our country and those globally suffering from the coronavirus. May your hand of healing be on each one. We heard this week of a new coronavirus variant in England. In the powerful name of Jesus, we pray that you would stop that variant from multiplying and causing further harm. We pray too for the doctors and nurses that are being stretched beyond reasonable measures to care for the sick and the dying. Protect each one. May your peace and comfort abide with them. Meet their needs to help them to carry on under unimaginable circumstances. As we listen to the news of hospitals filled to overflowing, we confess that we are fearful. May the light of christ cast out the darkness of any fears that we have lord remind us that you are bigger than this pandemic remind us that you if you are for us who can be against us remind us that you have each one of us in the very palm of your hand help us to make good and safe choices this christmas even if it means that we will be separated from family and loved ones. Mighty God, with the FDA approval of the second vaccine this weekend, we pray for the safe and efficient distribution of both vaccines to every corner of our country and to the ends of the earth. We pray that the vaccines will be the start of curbing this dreadful virus. As this year draws to a close merciful spirit, we pray for those among us and in our communities that are dealing with other illnesses. May your hand of healing be on each one and may your grace and blessing overflow. We pray for those grieving the loss of a loved one and feeling their absence this Christmas season. May your comfort and blessing overflow. For those who have little, little food, little shelter, few friends, few finances, few family, we pray that you would direct us to where we can help to bring some comfort and joy in the name of Jesus for your glory and for your honor. We lift to you all of our spoken and unspoken prayers in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ who taught us to pray saying,
0: once again thank you for showing up this morning thank you for listening on the podcast Um, hopefully I get to see you at either the 3 o'clock or the 7 o'clock service and if not uh, I want to wish you a a Merry Christmas even right now and I'm grateful for each of you in my life Uh, please stand if you're available and able to receive this morning's benediction May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your heart and your mind today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.